For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. I never thought we would have somebody smarter than Kara on our radio show. But we do this morning, and it's uh, really great to get some of our questions answered from Dr. Carlos Del Rio from Emory University. He joins us on the phone. There was a report that we had earlier this morning that was pretty jarring and jilting, um, which was the New England Journal of Medicine is saying that this virus, coronavirus, uh, can live in the air and is infectious for 12 minutes. Is there any truth to that? Or It's, it's really confusing. It is. Yeah. You know, it's really confusing, and unfortunately... It's, uh, I mean, I, what can I say? It's, this is not an airborne pathogen, you know, and, and, and I think it's pretty clear to most of us. And I just, I think it's, uh, this article was just one of those that it's confusing. And unfortunately, uh, I, I would love to, to have some clarity there because it creates a lot of angst and a lot of concern. The persistence of this pathogen in the air is, is something that, you know, all of us have been worried about and have been thinking, well, you know, could this be the case? Yes or not. But, you know, this is done. This was done in an experimental way, and uh, and it just doesn't doesn't. I mean, I I think this is less a worry than other things. I'm more worried about the fact that this virus uh, is transmitted by droplets, and I'm more worried about the fact that actually the virus survives on on surfaces. And I think we really need to emphasize hand hygiene because it is this virus is likely being transmitted through a through a. a you know, you touch, you know, my, my wife went yesterday to the grocery store, so you touch the cart and then you touch yourself. So it is, it is a survival of the virus and surfaces that I think probably is contributing a lot more to a transmission. I have been wondering this because I've been uh, running on the belt line outside a lot. Can you, as far as you know, get the virus from being around people who are infected who are just breathing or I mean, is it to that? No, you level? really, you really, you really need to be close. You really need to be within six feet of that person, and that person needs to, you know, needs to be generating viruses. In other words, coughing, sneezing, etc. Okay, uh, Doctor Del Rio, uh, I was just, you know, it feels like a lot of people are just looking online and they're making up their own things of what's going on. Somebody posted that, um, you know, younger people. It's really surprising that they're getting hospitalized. They're getting hospitalized at a surprising rate. Well, can you quantify surprising? Uh, hard for me to quantify surprising, but I can tell you that, yes, young people, while they're less likely to get sick with this, they are, um, they're not immune, and we've seen uh, young people getting pretty sick. So young people, I think, are pretty blessed. Hey, I heard somebody, uh, there was a video yesterday of some spring breaker saying, hey, I'm not afraid of this. You know, be careful out there. This, this, I've seen very, I, I've heard and, and seen very young people, you know, in their 30s, uh, get get sick and get very sick. So, Doctor Del Rio, like Drex said, there is a lot of misinformation that's swirling around out there. Is there any truth to the elderberry syrup and the Tylenol working better or not working well for people who have been diagnosed with this? Uh, you know, again, we don't have all the data, but I think some of the data at least suggests that that may be the case. So, I think if you're going to control the fever in this disease, it's better to use Tylenol than it is to use. Uh, 
things like Advil or ibuprofen or something like that. So are there any like vitamins or supplements that we should be taking or anything special aside from the social isolation and no, the hand just, washing? Just, just stay healthy, stay healthy, stay healthy. No vitamins are going to help you. The most, the most important vitamin is, is hand washing and social isolation. Do you, are you happy with what the response has been so far? I mean, it seems like people from, are catching from what, on. From whom? You know, I think I think that that we're seeing better steps from the federal and state and local governments. I still think that 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 we're not enforcing a lot of the social isolation that I would like to see. I would like to see. I'm 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 happy to have the governor issue a state of emergency and the legislator passing it. I am uh, very pleased for that. But I think people need to take it seriously. I I would love to see us really go into a into a, a shutdown for 30 days. I mean, I think we need to have businesses except for essential businesses close and uh and we really need a uh, a, a population to take it seriously you know if people continue uh, you know doing normal things and and saying oh this is not going to affect me we're not making progress so uh we we got to have a way that people really uh take this seriously and and that to me is still something that seems to be missing Dr. Del Rio, when is this thing going to be over? I mean, does, does someone ring a bell, or is it a vaccine or a medicine that comes out? And if it is you know, a vaccine, when is that coming? Strong public health is, can help us get sober. I think this is going to be over when we when we decide to, to, to take it seriously and, and start doing what we need to do. Uh, but, you know, a vaccine is being uh, studied. They're the first uh, the first uh, volunteers that receive the vaccine receive the vaccine actually um, uh, this week. But uh, but that's a phase one study. That's the first in human experiment. It's going to take at least a uh, uh, year and a half to two years before we have a vaccine, assuming that everything goes well. With the allergies in the air and everything, people sometimes might think that they've got coronavirus. There's a meme going around that it's like uh, if you have every time I get a scratch in the back of my throat, I'm like, is that you, yeah. Corona? <laughs> so, um, it, you know, telling the difference. How I, do would you tell, know when it's I would I would tell people to calm down. Uh, <laughs> watch your temperature. The signs of coronavirus. Temperature is really important. Okay. And, so and what, is at that point that you should reach out to your doctor, or when do you know? Well, it's no. Again, again, temp, fever, uh, dry cough, headache, fatigue are important signs. Diarrhea, diarrhea are important signs of coronavirus. But to me, the most important thing is that if you have those things, you may have coronavirus. But not everybody needs to go to the doctor. Not everybody needs to be tested. The only reason to go and reach out to your doctor is if you start having shortness of breath. All right. We're talking with Dr. Carlos Del Rio. He's from Emory University. He's obviously an expert on everything we mm. want to know about coronavirus. And we have some listener questions that were posted to our Facebook page. Shelly McLean asks, does a person have to be symptomatic to pass on the virus? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, probably not in the sense that you can pass the virus being very mildly symptomatic. And while there's been concerns that there may be asymptomatic transmission, I still think most of the transmission occurs from from symptomatic people. At least that's what the Chinese have told us. Is there anything to be said for the weather warming up? I mean, is this a, a sickness like the cold? Whenever the weather starts to warm up, you don't see people getting colds as much. Is that going to be the same with this? I don't think so. But again, you know, uh, all... Uh, it would be nice, and uh, you know when I when I heard this morning, I'll be honest with you. When I heard this morning that today we we're going to be 81 degrees here in Atlanta, that was the first time I said yes. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> the first time where Hotlanta could we hope it lives up to its name. <laughs> yeah. um, Kelly on our Facebook page asked, "What about the report from Fox News that says 
South Korea is using malaria drugs, and within six days, patients who are active with symptoms are virus-free. No, no, we're actually, we're actually using, uh, in, in patients, uh, one of the drugs that we have available is actually malaria drugs. So a drug made, named Thoroquin is actually being used in, in patients. So, but again, we don't know if it works. It has to be done. Uh, you know, we're looking at it as, as, I wouldn't say as an experiment, but as a clinical trial. We need to see if this indeed is the case and if it indeed works. Dr. Del Rio, we have another question from our Facebook page from Chris who says, uh, once you get it, can you get it again or, or is it like maybe out of your system <clears throat> and you're fine? Uh, we think that there may be some people that can get it again, but we we really think that the great majority of people that get it become immune. And I hope that is indeed the case because if it isn't, then finding a vaccine is going to be very hard. But most coronaviruses actually produce immunogenicity. Immunogenicity. See, you, you, become, you become immune to it. So in other words, you develop antibodies to it. So, Dr. Del Rio, do we know how long um, an infected person is shedding this virus and able to infect someone else? They're probably doing that for about the duration of the illness and maybe about two days or, you know, a day or so after the, the, uh, the symptoms subside. Kara asked a question about blood types. I want to make sure we got that. Is there some blood type? Oh that's yeah, I not... saw somewhere that some blood types have a stronger immunity to this. Is that is there any truth to that? I have not seen anything like that. Okay. Where would you suggest people go who have more questions on this? Like, what's a good resource for? You know, the the, C- the CDC website is good. Well, thank you so much for all of your work that you've done over your lifetime. And it, I can't tell you how important it is for you to take the time and kind of make the public aware of what's going on and, and answer these questions. And I know you're busy, so we really appreciate it. It's always an honor to, to be with you. And I think can, answering questions from the public is so important because people need have questions and need their questions answered. So that means we could do this again? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Believe me, this, unfortunately, this epidemic is going to be, this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. So we're going to be here in, you know, in a week or two weeks or three weeks. So let's continue talking. Great. Sounds good. Thank you again so much. You're, you're the best. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. By the way, if you missed like the first part of this or you just want to kind of share this with your friends or clarify anything, um, we're going to post this up to tadandrex.com ASAP. So we'll be able to uh, share that around and stuff like that.